It's the Bible, Bourbons, and Brews show with your host, Jason Candler. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bible, Bourbons, and Brews to see what we're drinking this week. Each week, we study a different chapter of the Bible while showcasing a new bourbon, craft brew, or hard cider. Have a question, comment, or just want to collaborate with us? Then drop us a line at BibleBourbonsBrews at gmail.com. What's up, brew brothers and sisters? Jason Candler here, your host for Bible, Bourbons, and Brews. Another week in the books, another week in the book. Hope you guys had a great week this past week. I know I did. Got to get out and have some sunshine this past weekend. Spend some time with friends. It was a great weekend and a great week this last week. Uh, God really poured out his blessings at work, and I hope that he did the same for you as well. Uh, Sorry about the technical difficulties this morning of getting the podcast up. Um, I'm not sure exactly what was going on with my computer, so I did have to switch over to a different computer. So if it does sound a little bit different. I do apologize. But the good news is we're still getting this message done and we're still going to get the podcast out and we're still going to have a fantastic Sunday. All right, guys, this week, episode 70, and we're talking John chapter 14, and we're going to be reviewing a migration brewing company, uh, the Straight Out of Portland IPA. Looking forward to that. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Um, first, let's let's talk John chapter 14. So I had an interesting conversation with a good friend of mine uh, this past week. Uh, my buddy Paul and I were having a beer, and we we're just talking about the Bible and talking about like the religious fog, the religious veil, and how it kind of distorts our view of Jesus. So I thought this week, and it's just so funny how everything works out just according to God's plan, and how this week, the chapter that we're we're reading is John 14. And it talks about, we find Jesus trying to reassure his disciples because he knows that what's coming, he knows that he's going to die. And so he's trying to reassure them. He's trying to strengthen their faith. He's trying to strengthen their bond before he knows what's coming. And it just so happens I had this conversation with my buddy Paul this last week. And then here we are talking about it again today. I kind of have chills right now. Not even going to (laughs) lie. All right. So let's go ahead and get right into this. John chapter 14. I am going to read from the Living Bible that we do each and every week here on Bible, Bourbons, and Brews. So we're starting John chapter 14. I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me so that you may be where I am. And then Philip said, Lord, just show us the Father, and we will, and that will be enough for us. And then this is where it's so powerful, this moment right here, because even as Jesus is trying to comfort his disciples, they show how little they know him. I mean, here's a man who spent the last three years of his life with these guys, this group of guys, going around, traveling, preaching the gospel, sharing the good news, performing incredible miracles. And Philip shows like how little they actually know him. And you can almost, I mean, he's like, okay, okay, that's great. You're going to heaven to prepare a place for us, but just show us the father and that's enough for us. And you can almost hear the pain in Jesus's response. He says, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time? 
Don't you know me? It's, it's gut-wrenching. It's heartfelt. Don't you know me? He says at the very beginning of that, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. You know me. I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me. It's like just, it, it's painful to hear that. And, and John Eldridge, in his book, Beautiful Outlaw, talks about this exact thing and how human Jesus was, the humanity of it. And so I'm going to read from uh, The Beautiful Outlaw by John Eldridge. And it says, Here at the very moment that Christ is doing all he can to comfort his disciples and prepare them for his coming execution, he not only assures them that all will be well, but he promises promises them their companionship will continue for all eternity. In this beautiful moment of relational assurance, his closest disciples betray how little they know Jesus. You can see and hear that this hurts him. Don't you know me? Even after I have been among you such a long time, you can practically see the pain in his eyes. And he continues, imagine living your entire life in a world where the people that are closest to you don't really get you. Oh, wait, we do live in that world. And so did Jesus. And Jesus understands. Wow. I really do have the chills right now. Because we're talking about this week's, this week's title is the real Jesus, God and man. He was God. He was also man. And it's something that is so often forgotten. It's something that's so often overlooked. We think of God as this deity from another world, or we think that he is a mythical character in a story. And this, this brings us to, like so many times we've, we view, like think of all the different pictures that you've ever seen of Jesus. It's either as a pristinely clean baby in a manger or it is, you know, him looking very regal in very clean clothes, and or it's him hanging on a cross, looking down lovingly at his mother, or whatever it is. Or it's a stained glass, you know, effigy in a beautiful cathedral, right? And we see these things, and we get these images of Jesus in our head. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Mangers are dirty. So the, him being like pristinely clean and beautiful, and if you, if you have kids, if you've ever been around kids, you, you know that they're usually not the cleanest, and especially when they're born. There's like, they're not going to be this pristine, beautiful little baby. I, I mean, yes, he was God incarnate, but at the same time, it was, it was a dirty thing. And then we look at these pictures of him. He's wearing these beautiful white robes when he's talking to his disciples. He's wearing these beautiful white, white robes when he's talking to the, the crowds and things. It was dusty. They walked everywhere. They, they probably sweat like crazy. You know, they had sandals on their feet. They had long robes on. And they were walking around. And it was dusty. It was hot. They were sweaty. The, the fact that we have this construed picture of Jesus or this misconception of this beautiful, all, always clean all the time. It, we, it takes away the human side of him. And it creates this, this level of being that is above us. He was above us when he was in heaven. But what did he do? He came here to earth to be with us, to be like us. He became human. He took off his heavenly robe and put on a human earthly robe that was probably dusty, probably smelled, probably sweaty from time to time. 
views or these ideas in our head. And I, I want to just try to break out of that. And that's what John Eldridge does in his book. It's expertly written. It's called Beautiful Outlaw. Look it up. I highly recommend it. It was literally life-changing for me, and it changed my faith to really focus on the true Jesus. So this brings us to the question, if his closest disciples didn't even know him after spending so much time with him and witnessing those miracles firsthand, witnessing his love and compassion for every single person that he interacted with, even Judas, when he said, do it now. Even Judas, he still loved him and he was still compassionate to him. And he was still, even though he was the one that was betraying him, he showed compassion and love for every single fellow human. And so if, if his closest friends, his closest disciples didn't know him and they witnessed everything firsthand like that, do we really know him? Do you? Ask yourself that question. Do you really know him? Or do we have this distorted religious view of him? The pristine baby in a manger. Or the beautiful white-robed Jesus preaching on the shores of a beautiful lake. Or do we truly know him? Have we been so removed? Has he been so removed from us by the religious veil or the right religious ideology that he's removed his humanness? He's removed his humanness from us. And I pray that as we go into this next week, that we can break free from that religious fog, that we can break free from that religious veil that distorts our view and separates us from the true godly Jesus, but also the true human Jesus. He was human. And we're going to talk more about this next week too, when we get into or maybe not next week, maybe a couple weeks from now, when we get into the resurrection and on the road to Emmaus, because that is another powerful, impactful story. And I can't wait to share that with you guys about how human he was. He was human. Yes, he was God and he had heavenly robes and he took off those robes and came here to be human like us. I hope that this week we really can separate the religious side of things, and kind of push those off so we can truly know the true human Jesus. That's what he came here to do. That's what the example he came here to give us. He came here, he could have just stayed in heaven and showed himself to us from, from heaven in a, in, a, in a miracle, a myriad of ways, miracles abundantly all across the globe. He could have done that, but he chose to come here to to become human like us, to be human with us and be here and live and experience things with us. And you can hear the pain in his voice. Philip, don't you even know me after I spent so much time with you? You're my clo- one of my closest friends. You're one of the 12 bros and you don't even know me? That's about as human as it gets. And I know in our lives, we feel that sometimes those people that are closest to us may not really know us. Jesus was here and he felt that exact same thing. All right, guys. So that about wraps it up this week. I got a little passionate about it just because I just felt like this message needs to get across and we need to like separate the religious, just the religious view of Jesus and really get back to the true human nature of Jesus. He is God and he is man. And we need to get back to that. And I know 
His first miracle was turning water into wine. So I know that if he was here right now with me as a human, as a man, he would want to share this beer with me. So with that, let's go ahead and open up our migration brewing straight out of Portland IPEA. It is 7.3% alcohol by volume. So let's go ahead and get into this guy here. Oh yeah, love that sound. Ooh, smells like tropical almost. Let's go ahead and give this guy a pour. Oh, beautiful. Oh yeah, definitely. This is a very tropical smelling IPA. Citrusy, it's got some good pop to it. Let's go ahead and give this guy a taste. Oh man, that is good. All right, so this is Migration straight out of Portland IPA, 69 IBUs, so it's a little hoppy, 7.3% alcohol, so it's definitely not shy. It's something that uh, is not for the faint of heart, but it's got a very bright flavor to it, a juicy, citrusy, almost tropical, I want to say like mango. This would be good with like a slice of fresh mango, I would say. All right, guys, that about wraps it up this week. As we head into this next week, Let's really try to get to know the true human Jesus, the real Jesus, God and man. Let's try to really get rid of the religious fog or the religious veil that distorts our perception of who he is. He's not some deity just faintly in some galaxy far, far away. He came here. He was human. And when he was resurrected, he was still human. And we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. I hope you have a great week. This is Jason Canley, your host for Bible, Bourbons, and Brews. If you have questions, comments, want to collaborate with us, drop us an email, BibleBourbonsAndBrews at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Bible, Bourbons, and Brews. Have a great week, everyone. God bless. God bless.